0: Our scripture is James 1, 13 through 15. I'll be reading from the message version of the Bible. Don't let anyone under pressure to give in to evil say, God is trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. The temptation to give in to evil comes from us and only us. We have no one to blame but the leering, seducing flare-up of our own lust. Lust gets pregnant and has a baby. Sin Sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We are a community. We are a community of imperfect people. And we're seeking transformation from God's perfect love. That's why we've been talking about the seven deadly sins. Pride, anger, envy, greed, sloth gluttony. And now we come to the sin of lust. Now, if you're like me, I, what they say grew up in the church. If you're like me, even though you grew up in the church, this is not a common topic for a sermon. I never heard it growing up. Um, Some of y'all said, well, I was Baptist, so I heard a lot about it. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, I actually had a gentleman who came to me afterwards, and he said, in 73 years, he had never heard a sermon on this. Um, So it's about time we started talking about it. Even though it's uncomfortable, it might be embarrassing, this is one of the seven deadly sins, which means it is common to all of us, to this community of imperfect people. And um, let me tell you why this is so important for me that we don't skip over this. Way back when I was in seminary, studying to be a pastor, I had a friend who worked in the computer department. And we were sitting around in his apartment. um, He and his wife were friends, and me and Kevin, and we were sitting around, and he said that part of his job every night before he could go home was he had to shut down on the computers. And part of what they required him to do before he shut them down was to check the browser history. For pornography. And he said, would you believe that every single night there is at least one computer in our library that's been used to view pornography? If you're like me, the first thing that you feel when you hear that is just shock. I mean... These are students preparing to be pastors and youth directors and Christian educators. And shouldn't they, our leaders, be more equipped than anybody to resist sin? But It was a wake-up call for me because when he said every night there's at least one, sometimes two, sometimes three. Then I realized, okay, well, this really is a sin that can affect us all, that we all struggle with. And my next feeling after I was horrified was sorrow. And this is a sorrow that's grown over the years. The sorrow was this. Um, during the time I was at seminary, which was five years, do you want to know how many sermons I heard about lust? Never. Do you want to know how many support groups that my seminary offered for people who were struggling with pornography or with temptations to lust or um, any seminars, daily things they had? You know, I have to believe that the administrators knew what was going on. Why else would you have someone employed to check all the computers and delete the browser history every night? And yet they did nothing. They said nothing. They offered no help to people who were clearly struggling. And as I've gone on in ministry, I have to admit to you, I have seen far too many of my friends and colleagues completely taken out, completely destroyed by this sin. Sometimes, you guys... Feel like I'm walking through a battlefield. All around me are the slain victims, people I loved. Our former bishop, the pastor up the road who worked with me after the Spicewood fire. We prayed together. My very favorite professor in seminary. These are people who have lost not only their sacred calling that God gave them, but they lost their families, they've lost their children. They have lost everything from this sin. And I will not lose one more of you. I will not, I cannot see one more of us fall victim to this sin. And so we are going to talk about it no more silence. No more avoiding it. It's a sin that grows strong in the dark. We're going to shed the light on it. And I am going to give you some ways not just to resist but to be victorious because that's what we need. We, almost every single one of us know it's the wrong thing. We just, nobody's ever told us how we can overcome. And I know there's some of y'all sitting here right now who need this today. And I know all the rest of us are gonna need this coming up in the future. So let's talk about it. First of all, what is lust? And I know you're gonna laugh at me because you're like, okay, I know what that is. But let me tell you that God created us with a desire for intimacy, with a desire for passion and to know and be known. Um, God created us to be loved. And God gave us a relationship in which that, that is not only okay, but it's good and it's beneficial, and that's the covenant relationship of a marriage, where vows are taken and you promise, I'm staying with you. And in that context, love and intimacy are strengthening and life-giving and wonderful. But lust takes all of that intimacy out of the safe space where it was created, it it twists it up. And instead of being strengthening and nourishing and uplifting, it begins to rot you from the inside. Lust. It steals things from you. It robs you blind. And one of the great dangers of lust is what Jesus said. See, if we just had the Old Testament, then I could tell you Okay, well, God says do not commit adultery, and as long as you don't do that, you're fine. Right? And we'd all be like, okay, well, that's, we're going to avoid that. Jesus says, he makes it so much harder. He says, look, everybody, the Ten Commandments, do not commit adultery. It's not just physical. If you think it in your head, Jesus says, if you think it in your head, you have committed adultery. Whoa. Because oftentimes, I think the temptation there is to think, well, first of all, nobody knows about this. Second of all, what's the harm? I mean, maybe it kind of feels good, and who's it hurting, you know? The thing about lust is it is always robbing you blind. And it will always be known eventually. And it is not minor. It pulls you away from God, and it pulls you away from other people, and it gives you nothing. It weakens you. It's like, the best I can explain it is like eating an entire bag of Easter candy. Your kids or your grandkids bring it home, and you're like, I'm going for it. And man, does it taste good while you're eating it. But in the end, what are you left with? It's stealing your strength. It's going to make you sick, and it provides no nourishment. And so the more time that you spend looking at pornography, even if no one knows, the less time you have to invest in the real relationships around you. The more time you spend thinking about somebody else who's not your spouse and imagining what it would be like to be with them, the less time you have to Invest in the one that you love. Invest in your kids. Now, this scares a lot of people, this thought life thing. And I'll, I'll tell you the best thing I ever heard about this is there's a difference between temptation, which we all experience, and giving in. And so you might see somebody and go, man, that's a good-looking person. There's a temptation, right? There's a difference right then from seeing that person and being tempted and following them down the hallway. There's a difference between seeing them and and going home and saying, who is that person? And then going home and Googling them and Facebook stalking them and figuring out where they're going to be next so that you can be there, right? The best way I've heard it said is there's a, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head. can't. But you can prevent them from making a nest here. Okay. That's what Jesus is talking about. So, Let's talk about how we resist, because there are so many good ways in the Bible that God gives us to resist the sin of lust. And I I once heard years ago Adam Hamilton talk about resisting temptation, and he called it the five R's of resisting temptation. I wrote it down. And I thought, this is a great way to share with all of us not only how to resist temptation, but especially lust. And I've gone through and I've added some scriptures so you can know where, the, where he's probably getting these, where we resist from. So let's, let's look at how it is we resist. First of all, we remember. We remember who we are. And I want you to do this when you're tempted by lust. I want you to stop and immediately begin to name yourself. I am someone's wife. I am someone's husband. I am this person's father. I am this person's mother. And end with, go through all the vineyards. Remember last week we talked about these sacred vineyards that God has given you. Maybe it's a profession, um, an area of responsibility in this world, a leadership position you have. Name yourself. These are the vineyards that God has put under my care. And then end with this. I am God's child. I am God's child. I am a daughter, a son of the king. This is what John says. He says he gave us the right to become children of God. And so when you're tempted by lust, remember who you are. The names God has given you, the responsibilities and the joys he's placed in your care. The second thing I want you to do is recognize. Recognize where this sin will lead you. How often have I spoken Two people and they tell me with tears in their eyes I never thought that it that this all this bad all this bad stuff would happen. Really? Well, I never thought anybody would know. What is done in secret becomes known. It will be known. God says the things that we do in secret will be shouted from the rooftops. And so there it will be known. And so the best thing to do to undercut this, because lust is telling us nobody'll ever know, is say, okay, well, what happens when they do? Not if. What will happen. Don't think of just, less will tell you, oh, it'll be good, it'll feel amazing, this will be great. Think it through. What will happen to your marriage? What will happen to your children? What will happen to your career? What will happen to your reputation? When it becomes known, recognize the consequences recognize the consequences and name them to yourself. It's a wonderful wake-up call just to, to use your brain, engage your brain, and say, okay, I walked down this path. That's where it leads me, and I don't like it. And this is what the, the scripture says. It says, for the wages of sin is death. And that's a lot like the scripture that I had Pastor Greg read this morning is that lust gives birth to sin, and it leads to death, so ask yourself, if I, if I do this, if I think this, if I view this, will I be more free at the end of it or more enslaved? Remember who you are. Recognize where this path will lead you and rededicate is the next one. Rededicate your life to God. Um, I know the last thing when you're caught in the sin of lust, the last thing you want to do is Pray. And that means it should be one of our first things that we do, is we talk to God. Because cut off from God, we're weak. We don't have the strength to resist. We are going to fall victim to lust. But with God's power, we have all the strength we need. We can resist and be truly, truly free. So when you are tempted by lust, remember who you are and recognize the path and begin to pray. Begin to pray. This is what the scripture says about this. It says, when you are tempted, God will show you a way out so that you can endure. Don't we all just want a way out? When you are tempted, God will show you a way out. Ask him. He will show you the way out. The next R is Reveal. Um, that's kind of hard. This is the hardest. Definitely reveal to God, but I'm actually talking about revealing it to another person, to someone you trust. This is a sin that grows strong. It's one of the only plants, if you think of it as a plant, it's an evil plant. It's poisonous. And the, the darker it is, the more secret you try to keep it, the stronger it's getting. And so if you can even crack open the door a little bit, let just a little bit of light in, it will begin to die. And so I want you to find someone, just one person that you trust, who won't betray you, who won't say anything to anybody else, but who will pray with you and call you and and hold you accountable and say, I am struggling with this. Now, for many of us, that's the hardest part, and that's why lust continues to grow strong and to claim more victims, is because we're afraid to confess. And we think, man, if I did, then they might speak it to someone. So I'm going to tell you that because we're a community, we have resources for each other, and one of those is Stephen Ministry. We have 22 Stephen ministers in our congregation who have taken the strictest vows of confidentiality, who will never speak a word that you said to them to any other human being ever. And if you need a safe place to confess and to find strength and have somebody walk beside you and hold you accountable, we have Stephen ministers for you. And the strength in that is this: the Bible says, "Confess your sins to each other." And pray for each other so that you will be healed. Confess your sins to each other. See, not to the pastor. Each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. The final R in this um, group is to remove yourself from from the temptation. And remove yourself as far away as you can. Jesus says drastically, right? He says, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Thankfully, it's a metaphor. (laughs) We'd all be blind. But it's drastic because he's saying, take whatever measures you need to take to get far, far, far away from sin. There's a father in Proverbs who says it like this to his child. He says, um, he's talking about temptation to lust, and he says, stay away from that immoral woman. Don't go near the front door of her house. I love that. The father doesn't say, keep out of her bed. Stay away from that woman's bedroom. He says, don't you even go near the front door. You're too close if you're at the front door. And so what God is encouraging us here, knowing who we are, knowing that we're imperfect, is he's saying, keep yourself as far away from temptation as you possibly can. So if you struggle with pornography, put the computer in the living room. That's going to really reduce temptation. Put a strong internet filter on and then make a covenant. Just say it out loud in your family. Hey, everybody, Pastor Laura said we need to have computers in the living room and we need to only use them when other people are at home. This is the rule in our family. Great rule. Do this for your teens. Um, My kids hate me for this, but I make doors stay open when they're on their phones because now they have a computer they can carry around anywhere. I make doors stay open, and at night they have to bring their technology out of their room and charge it either in the kitchen or in our room so we know it's there. Help each other, right? If it's a person that is tempting you, don't make excuses to be near them. If you know they're going to be somewhere, be somewhere else. Um, I have told people it is better even if you have to change your job Man, see it as a fresh start and get a new job. Move move to a different home. Better that than to lose everything by succumbing to lust. This is a sin, you guys, that we all, every single one of us, have faced. Some of us are facing. All of us will face in the future. All of us. So let's We shouldn't be embarrassed about it anymore. Because I think through our embarrassment, we've lost too much. Too many people have fallen victim. Like I said to y'all, I feel sometimes like I'm walking through a battlefield and all around me I see the bodies of people that I love who have lost everything from this sin. We are going to be tempted we can't avoid it, but we can resist. We can resist. You can resist. And we can support each other. We can say to each other, I've got your back. You get my back. There's nothing embarrassing or shameful. Let's fight sin and fight temptation. And then we're going to ask God to pour in God's strength. And do for us what we can't do on our own, what we're too weak to do, what we failed to do in the past. There's a way out. God will show it to us. So friends, resist. Resist. And you will find that God is transforming even this area of your life. Let's pray. Lord, you know the sorrow that has come from this sin and the great cost. And you love us. You have created us to be loved. And lust is a perversion of something good that you have given us. Forgive us. Set us free. And help us to use all the things that you've taught us, all the ways to resist this sin. Give us your strength and give us each other. Help us to remember that we're yours and know where this leads so that we can overcome, so that you can give us a brand new day, a day free of the sin of lust. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.